Welcome back to LeastWoke.com, ladies and gentlemen, members of the two and only two real genders that have ever existed in the history of mankind. LeastWoke.com is much different than Disney. Okay, so this is a, just a response segment, as I call it. I want to respond to an interview between Joe Rogan and a gentleman called Sad Guru. He's a newest guru. I shouldn't say newest, but he's a very popular guru quote-unquote guru on YouTube now. He's written some books. A lot of his teachings are the Eastern teachings that have been around for thousands of years now, as far as the emphasis on practices, inner peace, happiness, etc. Um, you might think, well, out of all the things that are going on right now, why are we talking about this? Well, I have other segments about the other things. <laughs> oh, the war in Ukraine, Hunter's laptop, oil prices, inflation. There is a lot going on. But just for today, purposes I want to talk about this and it does overlap believe it or not into some of those other things and um, I wanted to in a way critique what is taking place here in this interview correct me if I'm wrong but Joe Rogan in the interview first of all he seems very either tired or stoned one of the two but I, I don't think he's buying hook line and sinker everything sad guru is selling and that's a good thing. Joe Rogan seems to be a pretty grounded guy. I certainly don't disagree with him on everything. Uh, I think it's kind of weird if he is stone. He brought a guy on in for an interview who emphasizes peace, love, and happiness without any type of artificial means like marijuana. Well, and he, and he interviews him completely stone. But that, whatever. whatever. Um, my concern is that and I'm not saying this to proselytize Christianity and say that it's perfect, but it's no, it's no secret Christianity is slowly really collapsing in America. And uh, Judeo-Christian values were very important in the establishment of America. And we always, everybody throws that around, Judeo-Christian values, Judeo-Christian values. What does that mean? As far as if you're not a Christian, how it affects your day-to-day -day life. And it does in this culture, whether you like it or not, as far as the emphasis on the rule of law and the, the emphasis on the individual heirs composed to the group, which is more emphasized in Eastern cultures. So as church attendance decline, as you have a generation now who are the products of a generation that never went to church, there's a lot of people now who never went to church, and their parents never went to church. Okay, so I'm not judging any of that. What I'm saying is, as that diminishes, there is an openness, as people walk away from Christianity, to different philosophies that might have been considered taboo before. For example, your devout Catholic or Baptist or Methodist, aunt, uncle, grandparent, etc., might have been more standoffish to someone like Sad Guru 20, 30 years ago. That's what I'm saying. Whereas now, a 15-year-old or a 30-year-old, etc., might watch the videos and listen to his philosophies with no apprehension whatsoever. And so we have to be conscious of how that shift may affect our society. And one of the best examples of where I get concerned with those Eastern philosophies takes place if you go... Five, I think it's five minutes and 50 seconds into the video on the big feed. He talks about how everything is inner. Everything is inner. 
and regardless of your external circumstances. Now, that is a big point of difference, in my opinion, between this Eastern and Western philosophies. Now, let me do the nine million disclaimers, as, as you have to do in American society. Do I think inner peace, happiness, etc., is very important in an individual? Of course I do. Do I think there are remarkable people who, despite outside circumstances, maintain peace, happiness, etc., and that that's a gift and it should be looked favorably upon? Of course I do. Of course I do. That being said, in the East, there tends to be, especially in India, and I'm not making this up, that regardless of outside circumstances, hungry children, uh, lack of you know, infrastructure, pollution, filthy rivers, lack of indoor plumbing, that, you know, meditation and meditating all day and just focusing on the inner stuff can get out of control while neglecting real physical world problems. Where in the West, a lot of the, uh, we, we emphasize fixing problems, maybe too much, in the physical realm. And then that fixing of problems and solving problems and inventing things and building things, you can make the case, leads to more real world physical comfort. Does it ease all of our anxiety? No. Maybe we still have more anxiety than people in indigenous cultures or poor countries without indoor plumbing and, you know, without heat or, excuse me, perfectly clean water, etc. But I still think much greater quality of life comes from the emphasis on fixing problems on the outside, which, of course, does lead to peace and gratification and happiness on the inside. I, I don't know about you, but if I'm neglecting major problems in my life or not solving them, there's a certain part of me, maybe this is conditioned from living in the West, that really bothers me. And there's a satisfaction that comes from fixing those problems. And I could lie to myself and just try to focus on inner peace and inner happiness, but it doesn't work. And I'm kind of happy for that. Because as I look at all the products in my life, all the things that add the quality to life, uh, being able to live in a climate-controlled house, being able to drive a vehicle, being seeing grocery stores that are full of food, that are a product of technology, and the desire to make more and more with technology, with engineering, with brains, with science for less. Do we get carried away with that? Yes. Can it be too greedy? Can we get too focused on efficiency and become less human? Yes, I get all of that. But overall, tremendous contributions have been made by Western culture by the need to identify a problem and fix a problem rather than just the constant emphasis of finding bliss on the inside. Period. Even in India, Google the Green Revolution, a lot of American companies uh, made a lot of money Yes, and then the left-wing nuts, you know, as usual, oh, my God, yeah, like it was a big conspiracy. No, it wasn't a conspiracy. They made a lot of money in India, I think it was in the 50s and 60s, selling a farm equipment over there, fertilizer over there, etc. It wasn't their fault. There was a high population in India, and a lot of people were hungry. American companies saw a, um, saw a opportunity and capitalized it. 
that all this stuff, these theories about what what's true and not true and right and not, it, it all makes sense when your belly is full and you're comfortable. And like I said, Joe Rogan, to his credit, I think he finds the guy interesting, but he's not completely buying into it. But some of these philosophies and the obsession with this stuff is so big within upper income, very educated, especially whites in America. And there's a discarding that of Western values and a lot of Judeo-Christian philosophies and the idea that this Eastern stuff has got it all figured out. While not understanding, they're coming from a place of comfort and first world technologies and first world security as far as government and as far as an economic system and the military, etc. If, if your, your belly is empty and you're hungry and you're cold, which most people in this country have not experienced before, then they might have a more of an appreciation of where we've started from uh, two, three hundred years ago, even in this country where, you know, the settlers that settled, yeah, I mean, have you ever watched or thought about the people who settled the Plains States, the Midwest, how harsh that was, or the original European settlers in the Northeast, the pilgrims, etc.? And the constant emphasis on solving the problem and then the protection that came from the government through our Judeo-Christian values. And not just Judeo-Christian, but of course the values of the Enlightenment. The idea of the emphasis on the individual and the government protecting the individual that the Founding Fathers emphasized, which went back right to the, uh, the philosophers of the Enlightenment, John Locke, etc. So. Through that protection of the individual, the individual has the ability to make their own decisions, to use their talents, their resources to solve problems that they see because they have are allowed to make decisions with their own money and their own capital. They can jump on opportunities from those problems, sell a product at a profit that leads to a higher quality of life, which has happened over and over and over and over again for almost 250 years now. Now, do we have major problems right now? Health problems, obesity problems, debt problems, etc. Absolutely. Again, not denying that. But to compare the quality of life in this country, or India, Mongolia, Tibet, uh, Bangladesh, come on, some of the South American countries. So that's why it's so important is this, again, as Christianity diminishes, and we lose, in the sense that also the fact a lot of the values I'm talking about right now in the uh, enthusiasm for it are not taught in schools. The progressives have hijacked the public education system. So you have kids that matriculate poisoned with anti-American nonsense where this country is just the devil with zero respect or gratitude for what this country has accomplished and for the quality of life here. If anything, they've been taught that the reason people in India live the way they do is because somehow America has hijacked their wealth, and America did it, and the British did it during the colonial period, and yada yada. And you see, the problem with that victimhood mentality is it shows rather than you know just establishing who the good guy, who the bad guy is, and how the victims ended up poor, and the good guys robbed them, there is zero emphasis on saying 
what philosophies, what behaviors led to this outcome and what out, what philosophies and behaviors led to the other outcome. Zero. None. In fact, you're not allowed to go there. You go to some type of symposium where a bunch of left-wing professors in this country that, you know, see if there's a dozen of them on stage, and you emphasize this the way I am right now, as far as the explosion that takes place in a culture, in a society, in a culture, when a individual is protected, individuals have the ability to take uh, advantage of opportunities without screwing the other person, because, you know, that's, they always trickle that as soon as that that individual, as soon as that entrepreneur, as soon as that inventor makes a buck, especially, or if he makes five bucks and everybody else only has one buck, then the demonization starts, regardless of the value that that person has added to that society and the quality of life in that society, that's when the demonization started. So as between public education veers towards progressivism, as Christianity declines and there's more of an openness to, you know, philosophies like the one sad guru is promoting. And again, I'm not demonizing him as an individual. All I'm saying is there's an openness now more to those philosophies. We have to be careful because, you know, don't eat the fruit this country has produced and, you know, constantly knock and have no respect how it got there in the first place and it's just uh so that's that that's my thing is that you, you of course for people who are going through tough times for people who are out of balance maybe people who have uh, experienced emotional trauma emotional pain emotional abuse or or like i said just people who are maybe a little too high strung and need to cut back a little bit Eastern philosophies might help, yoga, meditation, etc. Um, they can be dangerous if they're overdone, but again, we just have to understand that there's more to it than that. That you and I derive a lot of happiness and comfort and security on an hourly basis in this country from Western values and Western philosophies, it, it, even though that our culture. And that value system can, of course, lead to more greed and more anxiety on the inside. We just have to have some appreciation for what has been accomplished, really, in a, if you think about it, in a very relatively short period of time. If you start with the inception of America, our founding fathers, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, etc., was there great achievement before then? But yes, of course there was. Uh, in Europe, especially before the founding of America, but without a doubt, you cannot deny the fact that since this country was, since its inception, has led to an explosion of the increase in the quality of life around the world. And that message has to be emphasized over and over and over again, because we have an entire academic establishment, especially a secondary academic establishment and many of the people who are taught learn from them enter in government jobs and media jobs where it's nothing but cynicism as they reap the benefits of this country and it, it never ceases to amaze me it probably never ceases to amaze any of you 
but we have to constantly, constantly remain vigilant and protected against those lies and cynicism and lack of respect and lack of appreciation.